Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Oh, how much further do you think? Oh, I'd say about another 10,000 feet. Oh, do you think we could stop for some water? Yeah, no, I don't think so. We might get frostbite. Oh, good thinking. Let's keep going. Oh. Welcome to KidCast, I'm Kira O'Donoghue and reaching new heights at our mountain studio this week is my wonderful guest host, Harry Williams. Hello Harry. Hi. Harry, the very first episode of KidCast. Are you excited to be here? Yes, but I didn't expect such a challenging journey to get here. I know. I'm thinking that the hard part is getting here. And then once we hit record, it's all fun and games with our guests and, of course, our listeners. Now, to be fair, you seem to take that mountain in your stride. And I know that certainly wasn't your first hike. Can you tell me about some of the mountains you've explored? We climbed a mountain called Torque Mountain. Oh, very good. Um, It's very high. It's actually over 600 metres. 600 metres. Wow, that is high. Do you remember how long it took you to climb it? Uh, No, I don't quite remember, but um, it was really fun. What did you do to prepare for that mountain climb? Um, Well, I made sure to bring lots of food and water, especially if it was a hot day. And I also brought some snacks. And Well, that is vitally important. Was there a bit of chocolate in there to keep the sugar levels up? Yes, I'm sure. Maybe a lot of chocolate. Yeah. How did it feel when you got to the top of the mountain? It felt really exhilarating and um, it was a lovely view view from the top. So it wasn't like a foggy Irish day where you get all the way to the top after hours and hours, but you can't see anything. Yeah. So it was was a nice day, was it? It was good, yeah. Oh, very good. And what's the highest mountain you've climbed, do you think? Um, The highest mountain I've climbed? That's a good question. Did you climb Karen No, I haven't climbed that yet, but me and my mum are looking to climb Lugnaquilla, which is the second highest mountain in Ireland. So, so your mum thinks that you're ready now to climb yeah. the second highest mountain in Which Ireland. Which is over a thousand metres high. Wow. Okay. Not quite as high as the mountain that we just climbed to get to the studio, however. Yeah, that was very <laughs> that tough. That was very tough. Well, after all of that, uh, can you tell us what's coming up on today's show? Well, it's going to be a busy show today. I'm going to be talking to William in Australia. I'll be interviewing drone champion Enda on When I Grow Up. Ashling has some useful minding my mind tips for us. And Jamie will be bringing us this week's mystery sound. Amazing. Gosh, there's loads coming up this week. But before we jump into all of that, I believe that you have prepared a fantastic riddle for us. Yes, I have. So, what goes up and down but can't go across? It protects you or something from water. So, it goes up and down. Yeah. It can't go across. Nope. And it protects me or something from water. From water. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It protects me or something from water. I, I honestly have no clue. But if you stay tuned until the end of the show, you will see if you at home got the right answer. And I'll see if I can just get the answer because yeah. I honestly have no clue. But first, let's go over to Quiva and the newsroom. Kitcast News. Hi, I'm Quiva Quinn, reporting for Kids Cast News. In this week's headlines, what is budget 2022? Kenyan elephant population up 12%. Super Mario game sells for over a million US dollars. And Ed Sheeran announces his 2022 tour. 
Every year, our government decides how to make and spend money. This is called a budget. The government makes money by collecting it in different ways, called taxes. When adults work, some of their pay goes back to the government in tax. When we buy things, some of that cost goes to the shop and some of it goes in tax. These taxes pay our teachers, nurses and guardy. They build hospitals and playgrounds, fix our water systems and roads and help people who are too sick to work or can't find a job. Elephant numbers in Kenya have grown by 12% after a crackdown on hunters. Elephant hunting is allowed in African countries where the elephant population is stable and protected. Africa introduced stricter penalties on ivory and horn hunters, which has led to this healthy rise in the African elephant population. An unopened copy of Nintendo's Super Mario 64 sold at an auction in America for a whopping 1.35 million euro. Super Mario was released in 1996 and was the all-time best-selling game on the Nintendo 64 console. Ed Sheeran has announced he will be returning to the stage in 2022 with his new show touring the UK, Central Europe and Scandinavia, but kicking off on the 23rd of April at Crow Park in Dublin. You can also catch him in Cork, Limerick and Belfast. And tickets are on sale now. I'm Quiva Quinn and that's your Kids Cast News. That's great. Thank you, Quiva. Harry, are you an Ed Sheeran fan? I am, and I am really excited to hear his new songs that are going to be released. Yes, you're right, actually. I didn't even think about that. And you've reminded me, I saw an interview with Adele recently, who is making a comeback, and she was saying that her album is being released around the same time as Ed Sheeran's album, which is in November. So there is definitely going to be some new tunes on that tour. But, you know, the oldies are just as good. I mean, honestly, who can stop themselves from bopping along to Galway Girl? So it's super exciting that Ed is paying us a visit next year and it's been a long time coming, especially as there's been so few live concerts over the past year and a half. So I absolutely cannot wait. Now, Harry, speaking of time, would you have any idea what time it is on the other side of the world right now? I don't know. Do you mean somewhere like Fiji or New Zealand? No, I was thinking more like the capital of Australia. No idea, but I know someone who will know. Australia. My mum was born in Dublin. Right now it's seven o'clock in the evening, which means it's ten o'clock in the morning in Ireland. Hi William, welcome to Kickcast. That instrument we just heard is definitely not Irish. Can you tell us what it is? Ah, is that the long wooden wind instrument made by the Aborigines? Yeah. What's the weather like in Canberra at the moment? Cold and rainy. It's winter in Australia. It doesn't snow in Australia. Uh, Today it's 19 degrees in Ireland. Cold for Canberra. Um, What money do you use in Canberra? In Canberra is Australian dollars. So in Ireland we use um, euro and we use cent. So um, tell me about your school in Canberra. At what time do you start your school? Nine and we ended about three. Uh, how many days do you go to school? 
five days, Monday till Friday. Yeah, that's the same as me. Uh, do you, do you uh, wear a uniform in your school? Yeah. What's it like? Uh, what colour is it? The t-shirt's light blue and the pants are black. Cool, okay. Sometimes we wear jumpers. We have to wear hats if we want to play. Outside we have to wear a hat. I see. If you have no hat, you can only play in the shade. That makes sense as it gets so hot. What sports do you play? It's called footy in Australia, but in Ireland, I think it's called Australian football. It's not soccer. Well, you can use your hands, but in soccer, you can't use your hands. There's these posts. One gives you six points and the other two give you one. If you hit the pole, you only get one point. Sounds like fun. What's your favourite music? Mm, I don't know. I have a lot of favourites. I'm the same. I like a lot of bands as well. What is your favourite TV show? The kids like Bluey the most. Well, Claire's three and Owen's two. He just turned two. I heard you once rescued a baby kangaroo. Can you tell me about that? We had an au pair. I was lying in bed and our au pair saw on the street. The car just hit the mum and the mum died, but the baby was still hopping around trying to get off the street. She had to take off her jumper and wrap it in the jumper. I got to see. Mum told me to come out of the bed and I got to see the baby kangaroo. And so what did you do with the baby then? We gave it to this, like, care centre where it's like an animal centre. For kangaroos. Last time we saw it, there was about 20 kangaroos. Cool. I'd love to visit a kangaroo rescue centre. What kind of things do you get up to with your friends? Minecraft. We play Minecraft together a lot. I've been playing for four years now. I love Minecraft too. What do you eat for breakfast? In Australia, it's called a pipelet. It's like a pancake. We have pancakes, but they're a little smaller. It's a pancake, but smaller. Pipelet. What do you have for dinner in Australia? Usually we have anything that our mum gives us. My mum gives us something different about every week. Once a week, we get something called wrap it up. Well, it's only our family that really calls it wrap it up. It's not really Australia's. What's a wrap it up? So you get lettuce, you get some meat, and you put it on lettuce. Then if you want, you can put peanut over it. The reason we call it wrap it up is because you're going to have to wrap the thing up. Otherwise, everything will spill everywhere. Hmm, I might try that. Okay, can you tell me some of the native Australian animals? A platypus. I think koalas are only in Australia. I've seen one really up close. Where there's really big trees called gum trees and the leaves are what the koala eats. You're human. They're poisonous. So gum leaves are poisonous for humans, but for a koala, they're dinner. Yeah. Good to know. When I was about three, my dad showed me this really big tarantula. Uh-huh. I wasn't scared. My mum's petrified spiders. The most they can get is as big as a dinner plate. Whoa, that's really big. Yeah. So last question. You visited Ireland before. What would you say is the main difference between Ireland and Australia? It rained a lot in Ireland. Thanks again for chatting to me, William. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That didgeridoo would have made a great mystery sound. It's the last thing I'd be expecting to hear. 
Well, you never know. Let's see if Jamie has any strange instruments on today's mystery sound. Hi, I'm Jamie with this week's mystery sound. Are you ready? Yeah, I think so. Here's the first one. Can I hear it again? Yeah. Okay, we'll hear it again. So listen closely. Any ideas what that could be? I think it sounds like some sort of a swing or something. Have you got any idea? Did anything come into your head? First I thought a chair, but there wasn't any squeaking, so... I think we're going to have to listen to it one more time, yeah? Yeah. Oh, I think I know. What do you think it is? Um, open and closing a door. Opening and closing a door, Jamie? No. Jamie, could you give us a clue? Okay, so something opening and closing something. Right, so we're, we're on track with opening and closing something. So I think it's a press. You think it's a press? Will we go with press? Okay. Jamie, is it a press? No. What is it? Opening and closing curtains. Oh my goodness. We were so close. So we listen to it one more time and see if we can actually hear that. That actually makes total sense. Well done, Jamie. So one point to Jamie, zero points to Kira and Harry. Harry, are you ready for mystery sound number two? Yeah. Jamie, can you give us mystery sound number two? Yeah. Oh, that was quick. Any ideas? So two taps. Is it, is it some kind of toy? No. Okay, it's not a toy. Um, Any ideas? Will we listen to it again? Yeah. Okay. Oh, clapping. Clapping twice. No. Okay, so it's not clapping twice. Any hints, Jamie? Um, turning on and off something. Okay, turning on and off something. We're going to listen. Oh, you think you know now, do you? Right, well, we're going to listen one more time and see if we can guess what it is. Okay, Harry, you think you know? Turning on and off a light switch. Well done, you guessed my mystery sound. Hooray! So, one point to Kira and Harry and one point to Jamie. Well done, Jamie, and thank you for your amazing sounds. Hi, I'm Ashling. You all know it's important to keep our bodies healthy and strong. But it's just as important to look after our minds. Here are some tips for minding your mind. Tip 1. Get into nature. It's everywhere and it's free. Go for a walk, skate, cycle or skate. Breathe in that fresh air. Get your heart rate up. Enjoy your surroundings. Tip 2. Be mindful. While out and about, use this time to look out and appreciate everything you see. What colours are around you? What can you smell? Can you find any birds or flowers that you didn't notice before? Focusing our minds can help us relax and enjoy what's right on our doorsteps. Tip 
three. Get creative! Doing something creative can help us feel good about ourselves. It can help us learn something new and express ourselves in different ways. So grab some pencils or markers or paints or chalk and see where it takes you just for fun. Thank you, Ashley. They were amazing tips for looking after your mind. Harry, what do you do to mind your mind? Well, Kira, sometimes um, I just like to lie down in my bed and just be quiet for a few minutes. Um, it really helps. Oh, my goodness. Lying on your bed, preferably on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Yeah. I think that's one that lots of people would appreciate. Is there anything else that you do? Um, I play lots of sports. I play Gaelic football and soccer. So they really help me to mind my mind. Um, how, I, does, how does sport make you feel like when you're playing it and after you've played it? Um, it, it makes me feel really happy and um, I feel like it's my place to be myself. Amazing. Very good. And I have one more mindful tip that I like to practice. Um, so my mom has recently qualified as a yoga teacher oh. and um, she has taught me a few moves that really helped me mind my mind. Oh, very good. Well, is there any one that you could describe to our listeners at home that they might try themselves? Yeah, well, this one's called tree pose. So your left leg is um, on the ground, you're, okay. you're standing up straight mm-hmm. and your right leg is um, on the inside of your left knee. Okay, so, so you've bent it up to your left yeah, knee. Okay, yeah. very good. You stand up very straight mm-hmm. and you can either put your hands apart or uh, together. Like you're praying? Yeah. Okay, so apart or together like you're praying. Very good. Um, but they have to be straight. Straight up. Straight up and above your head. And how many seconds do you give yourself before falling? Like, what qualifies as a good tree pose? Well, um, if you're a beginner, anything um, is good if you can stay for any number of seconds. Oh, you're very kind. (laughs) You're very kind. So any number of seconds is good. Yeah. I'll take that. Well done, Harry. Thank you. Random question, Harry. Do you know what the longest word in the English language is? Uh, random answer, Kira. Yes, I do. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, it's Nemono Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis. What? It, it has 45 letters and means a type of lung disease. Okay, right. Say that again, please. Nemono Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis. Wow. Okay, right. I am going to try and say that slowly with you. And maybe our listeners can have a go at it too. Right, are we ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Nemono Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis. Hooray! Go us! Okay, next question, Harry. Can you spell it? P-N-E-U-M-O-N. We're off now to NACE, where some students from Theatrics Drama Class bring us this week's Did You Know? Did you know a single piece of confetti is called confetta? Did you know the most common letter in the English language is E? Did you know the shortest complete sentence in English is also a word? Can you guess what it is? No! It's go! Did you know 
Four is the only number which has the same amount of letters. Did you know? Dreamt is the only word in English that ends in M-T. Did you know bookkeeper and bookkeeping are the only words with three double letters after each other? B double O double K double E P E O. Did you know no words in dictionary and writing this aren't? Did you know if you spell out every number from 1 to 999, you will find every vowel except A. You have to count to a 1,000 to get your first letter A. Well, that was fascinating. I'm glad we found a knowledgeable group of Logolept for this week's Did You Know? Sorry, what's a Logolept? It's a person who's really interested in words. Well, that is definitely a new word for me. But I'd quite fancy myself as a Logolept, wouldn't you? To be honest, when I grew up, I'd rather be a soccer player. A soccer player? That sounds like a better career choice, all right, because they make millions, don't they? Yeah. Any particular team that you'd like to be playing for? Liverpool. Ooh, Liverpool. Yeah. Well, I just pretend I'm from Manchester United, so the heat gets even hotter in this booth. Okay. <laughs> and for those of you who ever thought that you might like to be, say, a drone champion, stay tuned for Harry's amazing interview coming up. Hi, and uh, welcome to Kickcast. Hi, Harry. Thanks for having me. So my first question is, what is a drone champion? Oh, good question. Well, I work for the Irish Aviation Authority and they're responsible for keeping all things related to aviation safe. And the drone champion is responsible for making sure that everyone who flies drones in Ireland knows what the rules are and that they follow them. And while also helping to grow the drone industry. So that's all the ways that drones can be used. How long have you been a drone champion? I've been the drone champion since April. So that's six months now. I'm the first person in the job. It was created to help coordinate all the drone-related work in the authority. Okay, how did you end up in this job, Ender? Um, I was introduced to aviation through parachuting back when I was in the army. And from there, I moved to the Air Corps as an air traffic controller. And after that, I left the military for the aviation authority to work as an airspace inspector. So there I looked after the sky over your head to make sure that everyone who used it shared it fairly and that they did so safely. And that included drones. So when the role was created in the IA, I applied and thankfully I was successful. And I'm incred- it's incredibly interesting. It's challenging and rewarding. I love it. Cool. Okay. So my friends mainly just fly drones for fun. Are they becoming more important than that? Oh, absolutely. They are certainly a fun hobby, fun to fly and fun to race. Uh, they're, but they're also used for a wide variety of practical purposes as well. So some examples would be deliveries flying taxis, inspections of power lines, spraying crops, surveys, firefighting, searching for missing people, photography. They're even used in films. The list goes on. So it's limited only by people's imaginations and ingenuity, really, Harry. So why do we need rules for flying drones? Well, just like we've rules about how we drive cars or like rules in schools about running in the halls, the rules are there to make sure everyone's safe. You wouldn't be very happy if you're out playing football, say, and a drone dropped on your head 
and put you in the hospital, would you? No. We have rules about who can fly drones and where they can fly them, for example. And it's just to make sure everyone is safe. How do you police people who fly drones? We rely on operators themselves and the Gardaí and the public to report incidents. And in aviation, we have a thing called just culture. And that's where unless a person is intentionally doing something dangerous, we try to figure out what went wrong and how we can stop it from happening to get again. So a bit like if your mum found you'd spilled paint all over the kitchen while you were doing art. OK, it was an accident. She wouldn't blame you, would she? She just clean it up and maybe put more newspaper down next time. But if you'd gone and spray the paint all over the place on purpose, she'd probably be quite annoyed, wouldn't she? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the difference. And where we feel a person had used a drone dangerously on purpose, the Gardaí ourselves will shortly have the power to issue fines. And we can also take the drone or bring the person to court if necessary. Okay. What are the main rules for flying drones? Well, firstly, the minimum age for flying drones is 16. However, if you're younger than that, you can fly a drone under supervision. So that's if there's a pilot who's over 16 and they're looking out for you, then you can. And secondly, unless the drone is a toy or it's very small without a camera, you need to register with the IAA and parents can go on to www.iaa.ie forward slash drones for more information. Okay, well, do you have a drone yourself, Enda? I do. I have two, in fact. I have one small one for flying around indoors for fun and I have a larger one for outside that can take nice photos and videos. However, they're both tiny compared to some of the other drones that can be as big as regular manned aircraft. Do you have a drone, Harry? Uh, no, I don't, but uh, I think I'd like to get one now. Of course, you're going to get your, your mummy to register as an operator and supervise you, aren't you, Harry? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the last question. Do you have any jokes for me about drones? I do, in fact. Would you like me to teach you to fly a drone, Harry? Yeah, I'd love that. I don't know. I think it might go over your head. That was pretty bad, and <laughs> I have been droning on and on, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any good jokes, Harry? I actually do have a joke. Excellent. Getting my drone stuck in a tree isn't the worst thing that happened to me today, but it's definitely up there. Oh, that's as bad as mine. <laughs> okay, and on that note, I'd like to thank you for joining me today on Kitcast. Been a pleasure, Harry. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much, Enda, for that brilliant interview. Now, Harry, back at the start of the show, you gave us a riddle. Do you want to remind us what it was? Yeah, so it's something that can go up, down, but not side to side. Um, and it protects you or something from water. Right. And back at the start of the show, I said I had absolutely no clue what that was. And even given the time that I've had to think about it, I still have absolutely no clue what it is. So would you like to give us the answer? Yeah. So the answer is an umbrella. Ah, so it goes up and down. Well, I suppose it could go side to side if you were like swaying it side to side. No, but it's going up and down Uh, to open it. Yeah, well, that's to be honest, that's what threw me. Because I'd probably be swaying my umbrella around a bit. (laughs) Well done. And if you at home have any good riddles, you can send them to us at info at kitcast.ie or message us on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, you can do the same. So that's info at kitcast.ie or you can find us at kitcast on Facebook. And you can just pop over and say hi or tell us what you enjoyed on today's show. And we'd also love some inspiration on how to get to our studio the next time. So if you're in any way artistic, please send us some ideas and we'll pop them up on the website too.
Now, before we go, we have five high fives for some of our listeners around the country. High five to Ferdia and Searsha in Dublin. High five to Elijah, Xavier and Allegra in Wexford. High five to Adam and Dunlavern. High five to Siobhan and Roisin in Westport. High five to Connor in Dublin. And And high high five five to all of you at home. Well, that's it from us this week. And a huge thanks to everyone who took part in today's show. The first show. Quiva in the newsroom. William in Australia. Jamie with his amazing mystery sounds. Ashling for her useful mindfulness tips, the students at Theatrics and NACE, and Enda Walsh, the drone champion, and of course, my fabulous guest host, Harry Williams. I'm Kira O'Donoghue, and you've been listening to KidCast. Please tune in again next time, and of course, subscribe! subscribe. Bye! Bye!